This is episode 39 of the Higher Christian Life broadcast, and my name is Steve McCraney. There's no need to tell you about all the challenges we face as believers today in this nation. You, like everyone else, has experienced them all in spades. We have inflation, the immigration crisis at the southern border, corruption in our government, the supply line breakdown and corresponding shortages of goods and raw materials, what happened in Afghanistan, rioting on our cities, China and Taiwan, natural disasters. It just keeps on coming. Not to mention the trust in our sacred institutions is at an all-time low. You've had the coronavirus, the vax, the jab, just about everything you can think of. I mean, what are we to do? And how is the Christian to respond with all this darkness encroaching upon us? The answer is simple. We need the wisdom of God. We need to hear from God, and we need to know exactly what his will is for us in these ever-changing times. We will look today on how to discover the wisdom of God in this episode as we move forward in our quest for the higher Christian life. I'm glad you're with us. Let's go ahead and get started. Today, we're going to be looking at the question, especially as we see our world getting darker and darker, about how to discover the wisdom of God. This past Sunday, we talked about how Christians, you and I, and as his church, are to respond during the dark times we see encroaching all around us. And unless you've lived in a cave or been on the moon, surely you can see that things are not getting better, they're getting worse. And as we see this happening as believers in Christ, what are we to do? I mean, how are we to think and how are we to feel and, and what is God's will in all of this? In other words, how are we to respond. And to begin this conversation, let me go ahead and just share with you, if I can, some of the things we as a culture and as leaders of our families, as pastors, as church members, as believers in Christ in this nation have suffered through and experienced since the beginning of the year. That's a little over eight months ago. To begin with, probably the first thing that happened in the beginning of the year was happened in Washington, D.C., and there was a rally that turned into a riot, depending upon how you view the events of January 6th. And many claim that this rally slashed riot was the beginning of an insurrection against our government. And it was something that is unprecedented. We had citizens um, uninvited marching through the halls of Congress, and Congress was scared and ran. There were some deaths that took place. And, and not surprisingly, after that event happened, most of the media and most of the talking heads, of course, blamed Trump and Trump supporters and conservatives and Christians and people of that nature. And because of that, as in the past, we now have an active House investigation that will probably drag on into sometime next year through the midterm election designed pretty much by the same people to discredit Trump and his supporters. This is the first event of 2021. I mean, does it bring back any memories? Then, 
If that wasn't enough, there's been a massive social media deplatforming of any voices or opinion that dare to differ from what I call the FPC or the four public consumption talking points from the left. In fact, as of today, the head of the Taliban, who just forcefully took back over Afghanistan, has a Twitter account and is allowed to share anti-American propaganda on their Twitter account. Yet the former president of the United States has been banned for life. I mean, how does that even happen in a free society? And if that wasn't enough, we had this corona thing that seems to just never go away. First, last year, there were unprecedented lockdowns, mask, social distancing. People began working from home. We just we experienced shortages in travel restrictions. There were canceled birthday parties and holidays and school events and sports events and concerts and, and anything else that comes with an authoritative nanny state. We lived through that. We experienced it. Yet nonetheless, we all agreed to go along if not for the good of others, then because of this fear that was droned into us of catching corona 24-7 by the media. Then, out of nowhere, there was this miracle cure rolled out at warp speed, actually called Operation Warp Speed. It was the vax, it was the jab, which turned out to be neither a cure nor a miracle. And then the full court press was on. The pressure our society is piling on those who choose, for whatever reason, not to be vaccinated is literally unprecedented. So much so that it appears in the next 45 days, tens of thousands of nurses and healthcare workers may lose their job, and countless others may lose their job unless they submit themselves to a jab that has yet to be FDA approved and has a morbid history of ever-increasing harmful side effects, including death. There's no way you haven't been able to see some of these on social media before the videos are taken down. This is discrimination at its worst. And even in the midst of all this, the voices of the media are silent. How is that possible in America? Following up, we now have corporate America. Both large and small is now requiring its employees to be fully vaccinated as a condition of continued employment. Companies like Amazon, Amtrak, Citigroup, Delta Airlines, and DoorDash. Facebook, Ford, Google, Microsoft, Twitter, Tyson Foods, Uber, United Airlines, Walgreens, Walt Disney, and now Walmart are leading the way. And the list of these corporations gets bigger every day. I mean, think about it. When in the history of our nation was it legal for an employer to require an experimental vaccine with documented harmful short-term and unknown long-term side effects as a condition of continued employment? But unfortunately, that seems to be our new reality. Welcome to our brave new world. On August 9th, just a few days ago, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin wrote a memo 
that the Pentagon will mandate full vaccinations, which, by the way, includes all current and future booster vaccinations with no end in sight, to members of the military and all Department of Defense employees by mid-September, if not sooner. For those who refuse the mandate, for whatever reason, medical or religious, the consequences are unclear. Last year, many of our school children received a failed education due to COVID, but they were passed along anyway as to not collapse the educational system. So unfortunately for millions of young children, we as a nation learned Zoom classroom settings are a poor substitute for face-to-face learning. And masked face-to-face learning cripples social development in our children. We know that. And yet, once again, here we go down the same failed trail of fully masked children in school now, regardless of their vaccination status, which doesn't make any sense. Why is that happening? Worst of all, as a people... The trust in our sacred institutions that holds our nation together, the schools, the government, the courts, the media, the press, and the church are at an all-time low. And why is that? It's because we have the constant barrage 24-7 of competing opinions and differing experts talking out of both sides of their mouth that makes us wonder, who can we trust? This side puts on an expert and that side puts on an expert and both of them contradict each other. And we're stuck in the middle trying to determine who to believe. I mean, who speaks the truth? Who do we turn to for direction? And for the believer, the church is just as divided on these very issues as the rest of those who don't even know the Lord. So who today speaks for God and who can help us sort out all of this mess for me and my family and for our future. This is what we have faced since the first of the year. And the list goes on. We have inflation. We have this ongoing immigration crisis at the southern border that never seems to be addressed or fixed. We have corruption in our government. We have the supply line breakdown and corresponding shortages of goods and raw materials. We have the BLM movement, Antifa, and our national Afghanistan facepalm. We have rioting in our cities. We have looming conflict with China and Taiwan. We have natural disasters that seem to come one after another, such as drought and wildfires and crop failures and earthquakes and tsunamis, just to name a few. It's like listening to an old Sonny and Cher song. I know I'm dating myself here. And the beat goes on. So what is the church to do? How can we know what our Christian response should be, what it must be, to what soon may be forced upon each of us and our children and our grandchildren? Is this all part of the end times? Should we just expect it to happen as we see the Lord soon coming? Or are we just watching the death rattle of the American experience as it dies? Or could it be both? What we need is the wisdom from God to know what to do and how to respond, and that wisdom is found only in Christ Jesus. It's the whole crux of the higher Christian life that we've been talking about for months. And God's wisdom in Christ is imputed to us by the Holy Spirit, who, as we have talked about painstakingly for the last couple of weeks, now lives in each of us. 
in each of us. I want to share one verse with you before we close today. It's an incredible passage that literally should open your eyes up to how to receive this wisdom of God. It is 1 Corinthians 1, last two verses of that chapter, verse 30 and 31. And here's what it says. It says, but of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Now, I just skimmed it. And if you skim a scripture verse, you'll never understand its true meaning. So let's look a little deeper at what this verse says, and you will find it's unbelievably important in achieving the higher Christian life and living in the wisdom of God. But of him, or because of him, or better yet, by his doing, you are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus because of him. And then it talks about Christ Jesus, and it says, who became, and the Greek word there means to begin to be or come into existence, who became for us, for you and me, for the church, for the called out ones, four things. He became for us. He began to be in us. He came into existence in us. We did not have these attributes until he lives in us the wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. And the rest of the verse that as it is written, let he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Listen very carefully. The wisdom of God we so desperately need literally began to be or literally came into existence in us in Christ Jesus. Jesus became for us the wisdom from God, the righteousness of God, our sanctification in God, and our redemption to God. All these attributes so badly needed today that we crave for so earnestly are all found in him by virtue of who he is. And he now lives in us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Let that sink in for a moment. Because for the next few days, what we're going to do as we continue to look into this higher Christian life is finish the process we began on Sunday and looking at God's book of wisdom, the Proverbs, using the tools that we discussed on Sunday, and I'll share more with you tomorrow, to discover the source of all the answers to all the questions that trouble us today. And when you hear from God when you experience him and his glorious wisdom becomes second nature to you, which is found in Christ who lives in you in the person of the Holy Spirit, then whatever darkness you struggle with, whatever darkness may come our way, whatever may happen tomorrow, whatever keeps you up at night, whatever makes you worry, you will look it in the face and you will say confidently, thy will be done from Matthew 6, and come Lord Jesus from Revelation 22. I'm excited about sharing these truths with you as we watch the closing days of America or possibly the closing days of our world as our world prepares itself to receive her king. 
So let's rejoice together and learn the wisdom of God. I will talk with you again tomorrow. Until then.